Hello. Good day, Merlin. Hi, Dan. How are you? I'm fine. What are you up to? What are you doing? Uh, I, you know what? I did make my espresso. I probably don't need it. I probably don't. I don't need it, right? Do you have one of those machines with the little little eagle on top? The gold eagle. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It costs seventy five thousand dollars. Is that what it? Okay. Do you have that? No, this is the thing with the espresso. Nerds. Maybe borrow borrow one from Marco. Yeah. Well, they have one down at uh, Brownell Coffee. Brownell Coffee. Uh, one one three one Terrell Street. But um, it doesn't have an eagle. I don't think. Might have a duck. I'm not sure. <laughs> some kind of, some kind of waterfowl. Something. Yeah. Sorry, doing my work blue. Uh, I have, um, boy, people love when we talk about this. I've got an AeroPress and a pot that makes hot water. Sounds and, like uh, my, my setup right here. I'm telling you, this, these fads are really catching on. I know. They're catching on. Boiling I think the, water at home is that's not going to last. Hi, can I ask you a question? Um, <laughs> I, uh, oh, by I, the way, big, big news. This month, April 2012. The bulk bag flavor <gasps> premieres here at Amy's uh, Amy's Ice Creams. This is terrific news. Yeah. Uh, do you have a sense of what the flavor is going to be? No. Hmm. Hmm. Do, do they? <laughs> well, I guess so. They claim to be fans of the show. You think they're going more sweet or savory? Hmm. We understand why I ask. I mean, I think. Let's be honest. A lot of uh, a lot of ice cream is. Uh, Really, almost uh, unacceptably sweet. Too sweet. Yeah, Toots but I sweet. mean, uh, you take and turn it. You could have a, you have a meaty ice cream. You know what I'm saying? Doesn't yeah, it doesn't have to have like. Well, it could have meat in it. Maybe Salty. it's a surprise. You know what? Maybe like this. A pretzel. Maybe like a caramel. They do salted caramel, right? Am mm-hmm. I wrong? I guess no. Okay, I'm just saying it could be like a tootsie pop. Maybe you get part way and you discover uh, there's pork chop in the middle, <laughs> like, a, like a nice pork chop, like a Nyman Ranch. <laughs> you ever heard Nyman? I've never been to Nyman Ranch, but it sounds very fancy. I think the animals uh, were Versace. <clears throat> Good week? Big week. Oh, man, this has been a huge, so big. huge, huge week. I want to talk about my car sometime. You don't have a car. Well, King Mark is always talking about his cars and his cars he's going to buy. And, and, you know, I don't know why he doesn't just buy all the cars that he would like to have and then just choose what, whatever suits his Capri on that day. He could call down. To his man, who I think I think his name might be either I think his name's Lyman, Lyman the car wrangler. <laughs> he could just call down and say, uh, "So uh, Lyman, turns out I would like to drive the BMW 35X today. Do you have one of those yet? The 35X? I haven't heard of that. Mm-hmm. It's got uh, two seats and scales well. He freaked me out with that uh, wanting something with two car seats in it. I followed up with him on it offline, but uh, scalability. You understand that? Marco's mm-hmm. just buying a car for scalability." How do you deal with the kick in the seat thing? It sounds like you were being a gentleman about it, but what happened? How do you, do you just deal with it? You know, it's not so much that he's kicking. What we're talking about is in uh, Build and Analyze today, you were talking about how you don't like Joel's dirty feet on the back of your car when he's kicking it. It's not so much that he's kicking it as much as he puts his feet on it like a footrest and presses, like to flexing himself, you know, like pushes on it just for fun, just to, you know, he gets bored, puts his feet up. He's four, he's testing limits. Yeah. But mm-hmm. he's not doing it. He's not doing it to bother me. Uh, he he mm-hmm. does it. He does it more for his own comfort. I think. Yeah, you could be a little bit too Buddhist sometimes, Dan. Not you, but uh, anyone. I think. He, I think he's getting your goat. I think. I think he's getting up in your grill. It doesn't bother me. I knew and it after would. after I knew it wouldn't after the end uh, after you know like the first time that he did it and we got that seat cover and the seat cover didn't protect anything. I just you know what this doesn't matter anymore. 
Right. It's the cars for him. It doesn't matter. Yeah. That's why I like our car. You don't have a car. Nah, it's true. Um, yeah. So the street car is my car. Here. Ah, take my street there. car and build I'm yourself right. a boat and you will be happy. <laughs> Just put in my, uh, all my gold coins I get from living in San Francisco. Isn't that cool? Yeah, I really, I really mean it today. I think the drivers, I think there's a, probably a challenge internally to who can knock down the most old ladies by moving a little too suddenly. <laughs> you know, the, I heard, tell me if this is true, mm-hmm. uh, the tokens that you use to ride the, uh, the BART or whatever it is, that the tokens themselves are actually solid gold. Um, yeah, well, the ones on BART because of <laughs> because the East Bay, <laughs> obvious economic reasons, those are gold. Is are that Oakland? Adamantium? Is that what mm-hmm. you're... I don't, I don't know the geography. Ours are adamantium. Um, <laughs> so you have to be careful when you put them in your pocket. They always make a hole. <laughs> right. Made, made in Canada. Side, <laughs> sideburns. Man, we saw the cutest little Wolverine stuffy yesterday. So cute. Oh, I, got a, I found a shirt for you that you'd like. <gasps> Tell me about it. It is a threadless shirt. I know that you... Um, it's a, what's it made with? Carbon. Okay. Carbon fiber. And... Let me find this thing for you. I'll put it in the show notes too. See where I can find it. It's a, it's a, it's an old school, an old school Wolverine shirt. There it is, Wolvie. How old school? Real old school, like uh, Mickey Mouse. Hold on. There is it is. is it cute? Or are you talking about X Men hundreds? No, it's cute. Oh, okay. You see the link? Oh. I just. Yeah, it's in the robot. Let me look. Would you wear that? Let me look. I'll put that in the show notes. Old, old friend. Let me see. Do, do, I, do I have to have the uh, that's all folks thing when I wear it? Oh, so it's just you don't buy the shirt. You don't buy the guy with the thumbs up. Wow. <laughs> yeah, you don't buy the guy. Just oh, the shirt. look at that little. He looks like uh, Oswald. Oswald the rabbit or yeah, something. Felix a cat. Something like that. What's wrong with all the people in these photos, Dan? Are they okay? <laughs> they do look a little affected. <laughs> I, I hope they're affected. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, one, one guy's got uh, one guy's got a little bit of a gut and some strap-on sideburns. Didn't you go and, and speak at Threadless? Hmm? Oh yeah, oh, all the time. Yeah, uh, another guy looks like he keeps uh, keeps telling the doctor he fell down. <laughs> fell yeah, down. I see. I need to report this, sir. Please, <laughs> she lets me borrow her fixie. Anyway, Wolvie, that is cute. You should cute. put that in show notes. It's in the show notes. Okay, and where do we? Where do people find show notes? They can go to five by five TV slash b. For back to the number two, W mm-hmm. for work slash 61. Sure. Part three. Yep. That's the one. That's not sponsored by anybody yet. Nope. Not yet. And, not, and well, why, not are we, why are we leaving money on the table with this? We should sell it. Somebody should, somebody should sponsor that. Mm-hmm. I, you know, the advertising group that I used to be with for, from, for a website I had, I, I, I used to say to them, Hey, I don't understand. Why am I getting ads for like Windows Leave A <laughs> and, and uh, Dell business solutions? I'd say, why are, why is Apple, not buying giant and costly ads to sell MacBooks. And they said, well, B, you're a dumbass because A, all you do is talk about Apple like a big dope, right? Right. This, this is advertising. A lot of people don't understand this about advertising. Advertising is about getting people who don't have something to go and get it, right? So, so I think increasingly now we're, we're taking money out of our own pocket with these SodaStream jackals. You know, can I just say one word, Dan? Gratitude. Is that one of the eightfold path? Gratitude? <laughs> yes, that's a, the fourth step. Right. I mean, well, what about appreciation? There should be, there should be 14, 14 more folds in the path, probably, just for all the ways. You know, shame on those people. 
It's you know, carbon dioxide. Carbon dioxide. I wanted to bring up something that yes. I thought would be a neat story that could. Can I you press? Could, can I press my espresso? My, my espresso while I'm listening. Yeah, I don't. I promise not to let it be distracted. Doesn't Go bother ahead. me. Go ahead. Can you still hear though if you're doing that? Of course, I'm right here at the microphone. All right. Uh, so there's a little. There's a little anecdote, a little story. I thought you could work into one of what you're talking about for today. One of my one of my bits. Yeah, one of your you know one of your things. Stick. The years years and years ago, there was a company that I worked for. There, a guy came around and he said, "Well, I'll, I'll detail you know I'll wash and detail the cars in the parking lot. You know, and I'll, I'll come here on an, every Tuesday, and anybody wants it, you can just I'll come up, you give me your keys, and I'll do it." So he would do this, and one time uh, I thought, "Okay, fine, I'll I'll take him up on it." I used to wash the car and everything, you know, myself. This time, sure, I'll let the guy do it. And he, he did it, and he came back. He said, okay, you know, these three cars, these people are done. We all came down. And when I came down, I thought, hey, you did a good job. And the, I had had it done before, and something I had always uh, run into, a little problem. You wash your, your car, and then if you're going to wax it, you know, the, sometimes the wax can get in and around the little grooves, or it can get on the, the, the bumper, and, and it'll discolor it, especially in the Florida sun, which you know about. Mm-hmm. Discolor it, and it'll put like a weird, like, you know, leave a, leave a kind of a... Sheen, I guess you'd say, that never really goes away. And so I asked him, is I said... It, I understand. Is that like a, like a bleach stain on jeans? Is something as a permanent? Well, it seems to, depending on what you're using, it seems to do something to the 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 black or the rubber that's on, on there, if it gets on there. So I said, that's the guy. I said, how do you keep the, you know, the wax from getting on that? And he looked, he said, it's a little thing I like to call integrity. <laughs> So that's meaning, the story. Meaning you know? it was an accident and he didn't know he was doing it. No, no, no. He did. He, this is how he prevents from doing it and why he's better than the other guy is that oh, he yeah. has integrity. He has, integrity is what. Love that word. Is, Love that word. So let's, you know, you can work that and you can run with it. I'm an idea guy. You can run with this. Just put it that's, out That's there. really good. Did you see that I sent you um, uh, 19, 19 lines in the uh, robot? Yeah, a lot of them. I haven't yeah. read them yet. It's something okay. I would, suitable for right. framing. All right. Did you write this? Um, I, 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 I have, I have, secrets is the wrong word. Yeah. Things I'm shameful about um, that are often not secret, but I, you know, I try to prepare for the show. Okay. I do. I called, did you see I emailed people this morning? Yes. You were on fire this morning. I got nothing. I, I think, I think Lil Ryan uh, used up all his screen time today, so he couldn't tell us yeah. <laughs> that we're running his ad today. We should do it anyway. Just out of love. And because of our awesome new offer code. Oh, it is awesome. Say but it now. It, Say it now. Well, I don't know if it got approved. You know, Ryan doesn't listen to this show because his, uh, you know, his mom lets him watch. Uh, <laughs> he's only gets. Uh, he's only allowed twenty minutes of shows. Do you know how important a, a it is day. to limit screen time? He he already blew through with two episodes of Special Agent Oso, and now we're done. We're <laughs> done, Ryan. We're turning it off. Do we cry about TV? Do, you know, you got me started on that. You don't cry about Hot Wheels. Now I'm standing there. Like like a like a freaking Dan Benjamin going. Do we cry about TV? What happens when we cry about TV? Well, well we, you know, you know, what happens when we cry about TV is like sometimes she cries a little more than we watch more. But <laughs> we're trying to really avoid that. That's hard. We we we've really limited screen time and it's been good. But if so, any of you, if any of you jackals at Squarespace are listening to this, please make sure our code works. But we'll, we'll probably start them next week. But should we save it? We'll save it till next week because it's such a good code. All right. You know, how I got that code. Can I tell you? You out? You crowdsourced? I crowdsourced it. Hmm. Which is the second worst thing in the world, using that word after. <laughs> Dan, Dan, have you seen the dancing Han Solo? No. Mm. Is I it Flash? 
It's flashy. I think it, it's got to be an April Fool's joke. And I hate April Fool's jokes. Somebody, there's something called a connect, which is spelled incorrectly, where you can interact with your, with your television set. <laughs> Have you seen it? Go to, the Kung, go, to, go to the Kung Fu Grip and you'll see it. All right. It's, it's literally the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. You dance with Han Solo while Lando Calrissian <laughs> cheers you on. And it has, as far as I can tell, I looked at it very quickly. <laughs> it's not real. That but can't be it, real. It's got to be fake, right? That can't be real. That's a lot of work for a fake thing. <laughs> All right, just, that'll be in the show notes, but that can't, that can't be real. I think the record will show. I have been willing to go head-to-head with John Syracuse on this. Can I just say, Dan, I am not obsessed with the Star Wars canon. I don't mind this. This isn't thing. real. Come on. Okay. Han Solo does not dance. Oh, for the love of flashbacks. Trigger word! Trigger word! <laughs> this is the worst! What is this? Name four things you've seen that are worse things in the entire history of the universe than that. You got, you got the Spanish Inquisition. You got New Coke. Right? <laughs> Oh no! This is just the worst. Dan, Dan is Han Solo dancing. Yes. Does he look good? Not in the way you mean. Nobody, nobody looks better than Han Solo. He's Mister Action, right? Oh God, I can't take this. Very few things in my get, house get, get more get respect than Han Solo. I, I need him to not dance. <laughs> Do you see any Ala Secura at all in that? By the way, that's just so odd. Yeah. And now I'm watching it with the sound off, and it's even more disturbing. Right. <laughs> right. And that's the way you can... Even, even the best dancers in the world, if you turn the sound off, they look really, really awkward and strange. Yeah, that's not even like an uncanny valley. It's like an uncanny <laughs> pit of hell. <laughs> anyway, uh, I, I, I'm not sure where it started. I saw it via Andy Bayo and a few other people, but... Um, if you're not done having your childhood ruined or corrupted uh, wow. by, by George Lucas and his licensed uh, people, no offense. <laughs> you think it's fake? Because it looks like a lot of work for a fake. Uh, I think it's real. You would need, you'd need a computer for that. I think this okay. is real. Mm-hmm. Now, the Connect is a Microsoft thing you hook up to your television so you can dance with uh, with uh, Carillion. Uh, no, he's not Carillion, right? What kind of? Oh, we've got. Do you have the? Uh, do you have the? Uh, do you have the Millennium Falcon uh, book? No, I don't have that. I've seen it. It's great. It looks great. Oh man, that's a problem. My daughter. We have certain books we call. You know, you got books you read, and then you got books you look at. I I love them, but you know, the books you you just look at can be hard. Um, hmm, hmm. Did you ever get that pop up book? No. Okay. Um, Ayla Secura, man, nothing wrong with that. And she's a tough Jedi, right? You better invite her to the conference. She'll kick your ass. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Listen up. Well, I, this makes me want to purchase an Xbox with the Connect just to send to John Syracuse. Did you see my note on that? I did. Five episodes. <laughs> uh, got some more follow-up on the Connect dancing on solo. It's just, this is mesmerizing. Like an animal! I, uh, oh, and by the way, we should mention that. Put that in show notes too. I made a ringtone of John Sarkisa. Oh, saying, you did? Like, an, Where can I find that? Also on Kung Fu Grip? It's on my weblog or blog. I need, I need to, I need to quit. I need to get off the internet. Boy, that Wolverine is cute. You're going to get that? Are you going to cut all this out? This isn't the show, right? No, this is the whole show. I'm not cutting any. Okay. You really want me to cut this? Do I ever want you to We really could cut do this a pre, down? a pre dark. Before, before morning. <laughs> Are you awake yet? 
You know you are. <laughs> People really want that. Is that really hot solo? You know it is. <laughs> um, a, uh, what was I going to say? Uh, oh, yes, there's a ringtone of, uh, I'll, I'll put in notes for, of John Sarkisa saying, like, an animal. Um, uh, what was my point? Uh, Wolverine. Boy, you know what's great, though? You know what? We don't talk about comics. Kind of getting into the comics again. Good. What are you reading? So, do people hate this, Dan? Do no, care? I don't care. I don't think so. Well, um, first of all, um, because I'm a very, very bad father, um, I'm very, I'm really cool with Eleanor uh, getting into stuff that I like because I'm almost almost to the point of forcing it and punishing if she's not interested. Uh, punishing is a strong word. I think I think just a baseline sort of disapproval, like a low hum, like a five k hum of disapproval. Mm-hmm. Josh, Josh, I uh, no, <laughs> I mean you know she doesn't do princess stuff because she knows Daddy's got the belt, not that kind of belt. The kind of belt you put around a princess, you know what I mean? Right. I uh, so she's in a Batman now, and we don't we haven't watched Batman. She's seen the first twenty minutes of the nineteen sixty six Batman movie a couple times. Um, but uh, boy, you know what we got? You know, I got the, you know you can get comics out there. There's comics, you know. We 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 bought comics in the world in the world out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know what we got was um, I forget what it's called. I think I sent you. Yeah, you know what? I didn't. I sent it to you. Oh, gosh, I'm talking about the thing. But I sent you that, right? Did you ever look at it, the CBR of that? I did. I have it right here. It's a Batman, what's it called? Limited edition Limited collection. Limited edition collector's from, edition. From, from, I think from 1974. But it's got some really cool stuff. Well, what we bought yesterday, well, I'm going to come back to that. Yesterday, we bought the, like, there's like this, I saw nine of them. There may be more uh, uh, part books of like I guess almost every Batman ever done. So we, we got the very first one. So we've got all the Detective Comics ones. We bought it so we could see the introduction of Robin, so she could see that. Hmm. But it's great. But you know, I'm just saying, reading comics with your kid on, on an iPad is a lot of fun. What do I use? I use a comic uh, comic Zeal. It's very good. I like it a lot. You can organize them into what are called boxes. 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 Comic. Comic box. You can send it to a place. Um, Comic Zeal. You can, have we gotten your comics into my box? You, what you do is, though, if you're worried about whether or not they're authentic, <laughs> you can put your whole iPod, uh, FedEx it to this place, and they'll slab it up in the box for you. You can't look at it again. The battery runs out in a couple of days. It's got good battery life. I'm not going to lie to you. It's no Android thing. So you can't use it again, but then it's you know, considered mint in iPad. So comics... Is there a, a Mac comic, uh, CBR reader that you like? Well, I'm trying, trying not to spend a lot of money on this stuff. I've been using a free one that's uh, OSS called, I think it's called Comic Light. It's fine. Uh, it's good enough. It's good enough. It looks great on a 30-inch monitor, though, buddy. Um, did we cover all of our follow-up? Mm-hmm. Oh, can, can I promote something? Of course. I'm going to call it a promotion. I'm just going to say it. It's going to take 30 seconds. Um, a program that is my favorite thing, my favorite thing I've ever been involved with in the entire world. Uh, is a podcast called You Look Nice Today, and it is officially back. And yes. so if you, if you ever liked You Look Nice Today, the whole reason you started liking me was the phone guy, and then you kind of liked me because I was on, on that show with Adam yeah. called You Look Nice Today and Scott Simpson. Uh, so uh, A, as of this week, actually last week, You Look Nice Today is officially back in production. A new episode every month, drop it on the deuce, second of the month. And a new one is out. It's pretty good called Lobster Farm. So thank you for everybody who put <laughs> up with us for so long. I say without... Without hesitation, it's my favorite thing I've been involved in because the other two guys are 100 times funnier than me and hard, harder working. 
And uh, anyway, you know, we got this new guy. We call him Klaus. Klaus is the editor. I don't think it's his real name, but he edits it. So anyway, if you like You Look Nice Today, it's back and it's pretty good. It's pretty funny. It's about herding lobsters. So we're helping people. <sighs> Any other follow-up? I like Marco's thing. <clears throat> you know what? Getting into the topics. Why? Should I read aloud the topics or did you just want to pick one or do you want to talk about something no, else? No, read, read them aloud by all means. It's my topics. I've got uh, leading and trailing economic indicators, which is our follow-up to the platform show last week, which people seem to like. I have a very practical one that I think you will really like. Call D6W Telephone Thursday and just send the invite. And that's about how to stop uh, dicking around with claiming you're going to do stuff and getting it on a calendar, getting it diaried. This one will be good for later. You get the customers you deserve. Mm. And someone's not that good. So I'm going to move it. D6W okay. would be very practical. Leading and trailing economic indicators, a little bit philosophical. But I, we should talk about the... Uh, Telephone Thursdays, you think? I don't know what it means, but I'm, I'm open-minded. Talk about that? <clears throat> no, not that I'm not that I'm aware. Okay. Um, I, I I've historically done this thing a lot. I have never liked. I feel crummy when I do it, and I feel crummy when people do it with me. Uh, the, the canonical example of this is if you go somewhere really cool, like if you you know. Thing is, you know, Dan, one reason I get frustrated about South by Southwest is um, everything about it. Mm. <laughs> but uh, the other thing is that you have this series of like 715 second conversations with people. This happens at every conference. I, this happens to me big time at, uh, well, I don't buy a ticket for WWDC, but you know, drinking uh, near Moscone, uh, which is one of my favorite Tom Waits records. Uh, Ricky Lee Jones guests on it, 1974. Uh, but I, um, uh, it happens at Macworld. It happens anywhere. It happens when you're walking down the street and you run into somebody, right? These little conversations. And so does, how does pretty much every conversation like that end, right? Uh, it, it ends with something like, we should have lunch. We should stay in touch. You know, we really should hang out more, right? Or in the case, like I meet somebody new, like I finished doing a demo at a booth or something, and I meet somebody and, you know, they go like a lot of them go, here's my card. Uh, you know, <laughs> but then I meet a lot of people where I, they go like, oh, b- by the way, um, just for what it's worth, I make that amazing piece of free software that you use every day and always talk about. And I'm like, ah, like we've got to hang out, you know? And, and sometimes if it means a lot to both of you, you'll, you'll do it. But an astonishing amount of the time we say those words, but then we never do anything about it, which doesn't have to drive you crazy, but it does drive me crazy. Does this resonate at all? Totally. You're a pod person. You don't really leave the house, I right? I still don't know what the term means, um, but it, it, it's a frustrating setup because here you are with people. There's so many people that you'd like to talk to, so many people yeah. you'd like to spend time with, and yet, by default, there is an uncomfortable constraint there that makes it uh, pretty much impossible to do that. Okay. That, yes, exactly. And that's what this um, poorly thought out suite of tips uh, seeks to ameliorate. Um, on a philosophical basis, and it's an important philosophical basis, uh, we have good intentions, right? You don't, you know, sometimes we say that to people, go, yeah, sure, let's do that thing, fax my gal about the what, huh? but, you know, most of the time, we're, we're serious. We really want to do this, this cool <laughs> thing. I mean, when I see somebody from college that I didn't know even lived in San Francisco, right, and, like, it's like, oh, my God, we're both so much less annoying now. We should totally hang out and get coffee. And you know what? It, it, here's the thing. When I was in college, like I say, I went to this really small school. I, I knew, I, I'm pretty confident I knew You went the to Nova? Name. Was it Nova? Hmm? No, I went to, uh, I went to the, the Phoenix Nova, uh, which is, I went to IPP, which is a, a Phoenix uh, sub-branch of Nova, where I learned how to fix 
small motors. Did you go to the new college? Went to the new the new school as my late grandmother called it. Shoot, I come home for holidays and say, "How are things at new?" Um, (laughs) The new college of I almost went there. (laughs) What? I almost went there to my grandma to your to your grandma's school in the new school. She was a sweet lady. Whoa, are you kidding me? No, why would I kid you? Where else you apply? Uh, so, so Dan and I used to live in Florida, mm-hmm. and now we've both gotten out. Mm-hmm. We've never looked back. Have you looked back? <sighs> no. Ask me if I've looked back. Have you looked back, Merlin? Never. I've never looked back. God bless you people who live in Florida. Where'd you apply? Um, All in state? Well, uh, other than Temple, yes. Um, but I, I, that up, that's, that's up in uh, Greenwich Philly. country, isn't it? Philadelphia. Yeah. Well, I mean, I Temple. was born there and I had family there, but uh, I didn't want to do that. I didn't want to go up there. I didn't want to do the move. That's where Cos went. Uh, UF. Gainesville. FSU. Tallahassee. UCF. Orlando. Winter Park. Orlando. No, you're thinking of Rollins in Winter Park. Well, that's one of mine. Did you? So you ended up going to the, where UC- all the pretty girls went. <sighs> Did you go to, uh, UCF is where you went. UCF. U- UCF. Okay, I applied to just to get out of the way. Um, I applied to Rollins. Rollins College, Winter Park, Florida. Beautiful women. Known for that was a women's college. Opened I thought it, it up. was a theater program, but now I'm feeling so bad. Three, that three I- or four men were were actually going there. Three or four right. guys. Yeah, and in 1985, it was $287,000 a year to go there. <laughs> I can't believe it was so low back then. I got a, I got a scholarship for uh, $6,000 and a facial expression that I could see even in the acceptance letter that said, <laughs> you just, if you need this, you shouldn't come here. Right. Like, seriously, don't even, don't even get pizza here. I mean, like, don't, don't even visit. Don't, you know what? Don't talk about it. Throw out the brochure. That's your Rollins. You yeah. like that? Rollins got accepted. Uh, Winter Park. I applied to, I'm um, so hard on them, the University of South Florida. USF. Yeah, it's kind of like applying to Burger King. I mean, not for a job, but like for a burger. Like, of course, come on in. You got any money? You know, USF. It's a hell of a place. It's got a good, good nursing program. The, they do have a very, very good football team now. When we went, not so much. The Bulls? Yeah. What? Yeah, USF. USF has football? Yeah. They couldn't afford desks. No, they couldn't, but they have a fairly good, in the, in the conference that they're in. Right. I just, as a quick note for anybody, uh, young people who are considering higher education, uh, if you go to the USF nursing program, it's not what it sounds like. So, it's <laughs> <laughs> a lot of stuff about medicine, apparently, and giving shots. There's like very, taking shots? Well, surprisingly little expression of milk uh, in the carols, carols of power. Um, and uh, the United Electronics Institute. And so I got into Rollins, got a very small school. It was very costly to go to Rollins. Uh, this, is a, this is what we used to call rat hole. Uh, USF, no problem. I mean, I think I got it back the same day. I had to send him a self-addressed stamp envelope. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, my friend, my friend who's... Uh, <laughs> he called mother- you, call you collect to let you know that you were accepted. <laughs> <laughs> you remember that collect calls? Do they you even are. have that? Oh. I, you'd, call, I, you'd call the operator and you'd say, yes, yeah. I would like to make a collect call. Well, what number? And then you would you would dial it, and then eventually they integrated it so you could dial zero, and then the area code and phone number. Except they collect call from (laughs) calling collect. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I told you my family's life hack for that, right? My family had they called a life hack. Oh, where you do like the, the the one ring and the two rings, right? 
Oh, that's a good one. Like a knock. Well, what we did was whenever we got home safe from a trip, uh, <laughs> we would we would call my grandparents, collect, and send it say, uh, I want to name your party. And I'd say, uh, John Clump. <laughs> and uh, my grandparents would get the phone and say, Can I accept the clump call from John Clump? <laughs> and they'd say, I know, screw you. And, and hang up. And so they knew because John Clump was a family friend. <laughs> so we never had to pay for that. <laughs> Uh, now, you know, Doctor Strangelove, you remember um, Mandrake? He he wants to make a trunk call or a station to station call. Right. I still don't know what that means. So anyway, college. <laughs> <laughs> got, got, uh, you know, got, you really don't notice. <laughs> I don't know. I don't see it happening, Dan. I don't notice it until until <laughs> I have a little buzzer here every fifteen minutes that reminds me that I'm probably off track. I uh, know I don't. I keep meaning to. I've got it on a list. <laughs> Your name is Dan, is that correct? What about a person-to-person call? <laughs> oh, a person-to-person call. You know, that's the most costly. If you do that, if you do that Sundays, Sundays before before five, you know what you're gonna pay for that? <laughs> I don't anymore. Do you ever have a football phone or a sneaker phone? Uh I had a well, I had a um I did have a, a foot like a shoe, and then I also still and still have my R2D2 phone. Shoes are fun. Shut up. Up. Yeah, gave it to my son, and he allow, allow him to do anything he wants with it. He throws it, chucks it around, he broke off the handle, whatever he wanted to do. I said, you do it. Have fun with it. I told you I gave my daughter all of my Star Wars figures, right? Yeah, I gave them, I gave them away, too. This is this is how you know where Boo is? You know how? How? Roderick was over. Uh, Don Roderick stayed over the other night, and I said, you, really? you want to see? You don't believe I'm a Boo? Because Bono, Bono was over my house, just hanging. Sorry, I don't know who that is. Okay. Yeah, John Roderick's really famous. Yeah. Um, Bono but, uh, I, I, I handed him my Luke and he said, Oh, this is this a euphemism for something? <laughs> <laughs> That's nice. Hey, I handed him my Luke. Um, and he said, Oh, the lightsaber broke off. I said, You know when it broke off? Wow, this is so full of euphemism. I don't know what to say. So I tickled the balls. I'm sorry. That's that, that's a term in the extended universe, right? <laughs> Something right. Syracuse is into. <laughs> I have never tickled balls. <laughs> it is not canonical. <laughs> Glad he so, doesn't so, listen to the show. Said all oh, the uh, the lightsaber broke off, and I said, you know when? Yesterday. That's this. this I'm not a real Buddhist because I don't sit, but I, I still had. Darth Vader uh, was partly broken off. Uh, Obi Wan was kind of stuck in, in, in a scabbard, mm. but my Luke <laughs> had the fully extendable, where the little, the little like hair-sized plastic piece still came out. <laughs> and technically, it wasn't her; it was her friend, Elijah. Broke it. No offense, Elijah, but no, that's how Buddhist I am. So we went to college, and when I was at college at the new school, uh, you. Um, you see people all the time, right? In our dorms, which were really weird dorms, designed by IMP, very, very, very poorly designed for it to be anything but, but costly to maintain. If you wanted to exchange the, change the doorknobs on one of the rooms, you had to get it from Germany. You had to have German knobs. <laughs> nice thinking, IMP. Why don't you head back to the Louvre, big shot? <laughs> Pyramid, really? So anyway... Uh, you walk out your room and all your buddies are there, right? You walk around uh, Hamilton Center and it's like it's full of your friends. I mean, you know, it, do you know what I'm saying? When you're in college, did, were you a uh, commuting student or did you go, you were, you were commuting? Um, at the time, most people who went to UCF were commuters. So, you know, I, I lived a, right. a short bike ride away in a crappy, but, awful but there's apartment. But something, there's something um, 
that I think I've talked about this before, but I, I think um, college in America is so weird. It is so costly now, and as discussed in the Yoke Nice Today episode of China. Which, which is a great episode to start with. Um, you know, college is complicated because in this country, it really symbolizes uh, our breaking away from, you know, our, the in loco, the actual, what is it, the uh, legitimate uh, loco parentis, you know, ex libris that you get with your family. And it's your first chance to go away and be on your own and screw up on your own and do all this stuff. And, you know, it's funny that we conflate that with education, but the really neat part of it was like figuring out like how to sink or swim. I mean, obviously there's still like, you know, uh, something like a, a net there when you're in college. But it was really neat to me because, you know, I did have to make economic decisions about money and time. But also it was just, I did not appreciate at the time how wonderful it was to be surrounded, to like walk out the door and see uh, Chris Goldren or Michael Ferguson and we would just hang out. And it, do you know what I mean though? Like you don't get that anymore as you get older. So I'm walking around Union Square and I see somebody and I'm like, oh my God, this is amazing, serendipity, kismet, like, we should hang out. But then adult life intervenes, right? As, as we've said ad nauseum, um, it's really hard to find time to do anything yeah. because of a, a thing that we have both chosen to do involving coitus. Uh, and, and now when you, get, when you get kids, you can't just go do stuff. You can't just go grab coffee. And you know what I mean? We yeah. talked about this a little bit with the whole like, hey, if you want to come out and meet me at Brown Out, like we can do that. But like I can't, I can't go to Australia tomorrow or anything like that. But I think it starts with a great intention though, which is, you know, everybody, everybody likes having pals and being around people and doing stuff, but life intervenes. So yes, life intervenes, but you know what else intervenes? Like terrible habits about doing anything about stuff. We should do a million shows on, on all the 43 folders kind of stuff about this. Like, if you really care about getting things accomplished, you, you must write them down. You must get them out of your brain. Otherwise, you will go crazy, right? Um, you know, if you want to get a bill paid, like, don't put it in a box in your basement called bills. Put it somewhere in your <laughs> paying area, right? Yeah. I'm Merlin. I can sing and dance. I, I got bills. But um, I, this, uh, this, is a, this is a long, long uh, ride on the El Terraval to get to this point. But I think it does start with a good intention. But then we don't follow up on it because A, we get really busy and B, we don't have the structure in place to support it. And, you know, and B2 or A2 or possibly C or zero, depending on whether you know C, uh, I, I think it's also a thing where sometimes we say that even though we kind of know we aren't really going to do it. I got to be honest, like at conferences, I, I, I get way ahead of myself because I actually, Dan, you haven't met me, but you know, I like people, right? I actually do like people on like how I sound. You seem like to. I, I really actually like people, like some people, like I like cool people, like a lot, but you know, I'll meet so many people and I'll write stuff down and we'll talk about Bell and Sebastian or whatever. And I'll go like, oh my God, we should, but then there's just not enough hours in the day. Well, what I want to talk about is, is getting towards smarter behavioral patterns and smarter behavioral patterns that will let you make that decision better, be honest about it. And then if you are going to do something about it, like how to make sure you do stuff like stay in touch with the people that you love. Is this a topic that interests you? Yes, I think this is quite, quite good. Um, so I want to talk about uh, three quick things here, and you can you can uh, you know stop me at any point as ever. I mean, you can literally t turn this off. Um, so first of all, um, when I when I run into people, and it's people I really 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 want to hang out with, one thing that I do that 
it seems so tightly wound and so weird and so anal. I was, I was out at, uh, what was it? Uh, Jason Permanent's birthday party a few months ago and I see my pal Nelson. Nelson's walking by. It's his Nelson's birthday. He's having dinner at this place. He walks by to go, uh, go to the, uh, you know, take a bio break. And I said, and he's like, oh my God, we should, we should get lunch. And I was like, yes, we should get lunch. And you know what I did? I pulled out my information phone and I said, let's write it down right now. Oh, oh my gosh, that's really invasive. Well, if we really, really, really want to have lunch together, like, why don't we do that right now? Like, yes, go pee. But when you come back, please wash your hands and then take out your phone and, and we'll do that. And you know what we did? And, and then we had lunch, if memory serves. But that, that's one right there that sounds really, really obvious. But if it were really that obvious, you wouldn't need this and you'd be having a lot more lunches with really cool, fun people. So the first thing I would say is if at all possible, in the same way, again, we're back to ubiquitous capture, you know, a concept popularized by David Allen, the author of Getting Things Done, copyright David Co. 2001. <laughs> what, what I suggest is if you are both there and you have that second, if you're not just dashing onto Muni with your, uh, Adam, what's it called, adamantium? Yeah, or vibranium, depending and, on what And you... a spoiler alert, did the, he didn't want those claws, right? Well, the claws are organic. He was born with the claws. They showed themselves in early early adolescence, um, oh. but just like the rest of his skeleton, they were they got <sighs> coated too. So he's but always had heal- the, claws. the healing is his true mutation, right? The healing and, and the claws. Okay, he had the claws too, but the healing the healing factor is the main mutation. In fact, the healing factor is the only thing that allowed him to have the adamantium uh, bonded to his skeleton to, to begin with. And in That's fact, his body, body would have rejected it. A normal person, may, or even without that level of healing factor, it probably would have killed them. And something else to keep in mind is that the uh, adamantium is still harmful to him. And in fact, it is something that keeps his, um, his mutation, if you will, in check to some degree. Because if, uh, if, this went, if and when this is removed, he's, been, he's gone feral before. Uh, he's reverted to like a, you know, a more like bestial form, if you will. And he, uh, he but, but because his body is constantly healing and fighting against the damaging effects of the adamantium skeleton that are happening in, to him. So it, uh, it, it's, a, it's something that, he, that, that healing factors require. Boy, Jean Grey, now she, what, is she, what, is, what is her superhero name? Uh, Marvel, Miss Marvel. Marvel. Lady Marvel? Miss Marvel, I, w- I believe. I wish her mutation was being super into me. <laughs> That's something Dr. X could do something with Professor <laughs> well, Z. Professor he, Z, what's his name? Uh, Dr. Xavier. Did you ever get Professor that, uh, or, X, I mean. Not, why do I always call him Doctor? I always call him uh, Doctor Strange. I always call him uh, Professor, Professor X. X. Yeah. Have you seen Cars 2 yet? Yes. <sighs> Parts of loves, loves Professor Z. Um, Probably because I that, think that, 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 that's really the thing about X Men. Like, if you were going on the street, and you, Logan is that his name? Logan. You see, you see, you see Wolverine, mm-hmm. and you would like to have lunch with him. Mm-hmm. Now, the thing is, he's going to be very careful using that phone. But, but, but you should write it down right then. This is this is ubiquitous capture. But you know, th- that's not always that's not always something we can do, right? The problem is, again, if this happens at a conference, and I, I can't think of a better example than a conference because it is really overwhelming. And, you know, in my case, like, there's there so many people I want to talk to and so many people I need to talk to. And just like milling around, if, if I write down names and phone numbers or, or email or whatever of, you know, 50 people, I'm going to get back to my hotel room and go, ah, like, what am I going to do with all of this stuff? Because I kind of did say yes to a lot of people to do stuff tacitly, right? And, and the problem, you know, honestly, they're probably the same way. They're probably going, ah, with my stuff too. So if you want to do it, try to write it down. Then That's not always practical. So 
I want to get to the meat of this, the, the, save, the savory part of this, which is the infrastructure, the scaffolding that I think can make this a practical thing in your life. And it's a few things. Um, okay, first of all, uh, I do this thing. I've talked about it here before, but I want to talk about it and evangelize this specifically. Uh, I call it Telephone Thursday. And, uh, and I've talked about this trick of mine, this secret trick of mine enough that it, I might as well just tell you what the trick is, uh, which is that w- whenever I talk to somebody, whether it's a business person or, you know, a buddy or, you know, an internet jackal that I want to talk to, um, and they say, we, we agree. Let's say we've gotten past the part where we go, yeah, yeah, something, something, you know, fax my gal. They go, you know what? Let's have a phone call. And the very first thing I say to them, any, any of you, many folks out there that have talked to me on the phone will know this, is I'll say, uh, okay, well, are you available on, uh, on Thursday or maybe next Thursday? Um, because that is when I try to schedule all of my phone calls. Yes, I know. I don't have a really, really have a job and I don't really have friends, so that's fine for Merlin. But there's, there's so much that helps me I'm so helped by having Telephone Thursday for a variety of reasons. The biggest reason of all, um, as a former uh, project bad project manager, uh, we've talked about this, the complexities of trying to schedule things with people. And so how do, how do we normally handle something like this? Hey, let's have a phone call. Even if it's just with one person, how do we handle that? Well, what do you do? You send them an email and you say, hey, when are you available for a call? Which is like calling somebody and saying, like, when are you available for internet? <laughs> Like, what are they going to say? They're going to go derp to derp, like, oh, just a whole bunch of times, I guess, except for this one time. But you're talking to Merlin, and Merlin goes, are you available Thursday at 9 a.m.? And a staggering 80-plus percent of the time, they say yes. Or they say, no, but how about 10.15? Or, this is where it gets good, they go, no, I'm not available on Thursday at all but I am available at the following time. I've just changed the whole conversation because I've gone from all the time in the universe to getting you specific about putting a 40-minute thing on your calendar. It sounds like a really, really small trick. Yes, this benefits me hugely because now I know that to the extent possible, I'm going to have my phone calls all on Thursday. Now, are you ready for how this is really... So first of all, does that make sense? Yes. Offer. Offer a, a, a specific time and date to somebody. If you want to actually talk to somebody, show that. Prove that by, by diarying that, right? Get it, get it written down. Now, now, just from a selfish standpoint, here's what else that does for me. It ensures that I have structured my own calls in a way that is sane. So, for example, whenever I have calls with people, I've learned, if, especially if it has anything to do with business or any kind of stuff I actually will have to do, I'll schedule a call, usually somewhere between 30 minutes and an hour, and I always allow at least 15 minutes and preferably 30 after the call. I think this is very important. This, is, this sounds like really maybe silly logistical stuff, but I think this really is a big deal. Why? Well, if you get off a phone call with somebody, you're going to have a piece of paper with a bunch of stuff on it, or you're going to have some notes. There's almost always stuff to do after you have a call about business. If you don't have stuff you need to do after a call about business, you should not be having calls about business. You're a douchebag. 
well, there's stuff. Like we're going to do business or I'm going to send you a thing, right? We, we wrap up with like what we need to do. So I always try to allow that time after. Now, now why this is great for me, if I, I very rarely have more than two or three calls in a day. But the Thursday thing is a way of saying to somebody, like, let's not go to committee on this forever. Let's try this. And you know what? If that doesn't work for you, you tell me. But you come back with a time and a date. You know, failing at this, sometimes I will do something like a tungle type thing where I'll send a whole bunch of options. But who loves that? You know, isn't it easier to just go, can you do this? I'm scheduling a thing with Syracuse. And, and we did this exact thing. We said, okay, which of these two times are you available? Well, it's more available. That's when we do it. It's easy, really easy. But here is the <laughs> awesomest part of this for me, selfishly in some ways. So much of the time, I just, guys, are you with me on this? A ridiculous amount of the time, phone calls do not happen. Phone calls in particular, like meetings, very rarely do people just like, you know, flake on a meeting or skate on a meeting. Like if you're supposed to meet somebody somewhere, you might be late, but you still go, right? Uh, at least hopefully you let people know you won't be there. But people just like, like, because they don't write things down, in my opinion, they just blow off phone calls and don't even realize it. So what am I doing? Well, I, because I'm that guy, have chalked out my schedule for that time. And as you know, Dan, to give you 100% of my attention for the time that we are together, I don't have a kid there unless it's absolutely necessary. And I focus on you and I've made that time for you and I hope you'll make that time for me. But here's the thing. It's, it's Telephone Thursday. What's the worst thing that happens? Some idiot skates on a call. My life's not over, right? How about this? How about J Random Dude says, hey, let's have a call on Tuesday at two. And, and then they're not there. Maybe this is just me, but like I've made that time and now I got a stupid hole in the middle of my day and I have to go to a getting things done like system because what I was going to do is all thrown off or they call and say, can we do it half an hour later, which is usually fine. But do, do, do you follow? If it's telephone Thursday, then every, you, just, you just move stuff around and say, oh, can we talk later today? Or, you know, because uh, I'm Merlin, I'll say, could we just talk next Thursday? Is it really a big deal? I think that it doesn't have to be Thursday. It doesn't have to be any particular thing. For some people, let's look at it differently. It could be mornings. Um, I don't know. A lot of creative people uh, like, to do, like to do their creative work in the morning. Some people, on the other end, like to work in the middle of the night. That's when they feel most creative. But whatever time of day is most appropriate for you. If you know you're going to be getting barraged by people, I guess what I'm saying is, you know, maybe right after lunch and a coffee is a great time for you to do your phone calls with people. And that's the time to schedule them. I'm not trying to tell you you got to do Telephone Thursday because it has uh, consonants. Is that right? Consonants? Resonance? Assonance? Resonance, maybe. Yeah, I get assonance sometimes. Um, but, uh, but, but that way, I don't know. I don't know if I, I'm either over-explaining this or under-explaining it probably. But the beauty of something like a Telephone Thursday is you minimize a lot of the futzing and the back and forth. And if, you, if it is important to you to have that call you make it easy for the other person to say yes or no, right? This is the way to write a great email. This is the way to get things done inside of a company. And by the way, getting things done is copyrighted David Code 2001. <laughs> but if you want to get stuff done, you should make it really easy for people to either say yes or no, right? Um, so that's, that's what I do. Um, it won't work for everybody, but it's a start. It's, it's a great first offer. And then, like I say, people can, people can always... Um, say yes or no. Now, now here's the other thing that I do. So are you with me on Telephone Thursday? I, well, I like it. I like the way it sounds. Is there anything that could ever work for you? you? You don't love talking on the phone. No, I do. I prefer it to like email. I love our calls. I really do. I enjoy them. Sometimes, sometimes they're very silly and sometimes they're very tender, but I like them all. It's like, a, it's like happy days. 
Yeah, remember? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, did you just do Al? <laughs> yeah. That was good. Why didn't he change the name? He thought Arnold's had brand equity? Yeah, I mean, it was an established joint. That happens yes. all the time. Seems to me, though, he already had the spinning A. He could have blocked out the R and the O and the mm. L and the D, and they would have said Al's. Yeah. It's a life hack. Um, the, 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 I'm trying not to be philosophical guy here too much, but the bigger pattern here is if you're serious about this, then freaking write it down and do it. And if you're somebody whose schedule is getting sliced into a thousand pieces, consider ganging this kind of work when it's sensible. Right. And again, I, you know, I, I have my good days and bad days with Tungle. I have to be honest. There's a lot of times when it just doesn't seem to work for me. And to be honest, it's, it's almost like when you, <laughs> do you ever sign your email? You ever do the, the little thing where you get the dot P whatever to show that it's you? You know what I mean? Did you ever do that? Where you do the secure emails? With, yeah. And you get the, the mail app even recognizes it with a little special lock People thing. find that baffling. They find that so baffling to get something with an attachment from somebody. <laughs> it really freaks them out. It's a great thing to do. Well, unfortunately, you know, the same thing can, can happen here. I mean, you know, if you, um, well, anyway, my, my only point being write it down and, uh, and have a place that you can start with that. Sometimes getting a tungle can seem weird, right? It's just another one of these things I have to do. Um, be honest with you, in my racket, if somebody wants to hire me to talk about productivity stuff, and they can't schedule a phone call, <laughs> they may need more help than I can give them. <laughs> it's almost like a, your, your litmus test, your barometer. It's like ordering a chicken parm in an Italian restaurant. You can evaluate oh, the whole the place one. based on that. Right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, but, you know, whatever. Sometimes it's complicated. But I, I'm just being honest, guys. I, I, I think the reason that stuff is problematic and the reason stuff doesn't get scheduled is that a lot of times people are not being honest or not, 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 it dis, they're not being dishonest, but they're not being realistic about what they can and will do. And I think that hurts your credibility uh, to do that a lot. So that's, that's was a, so, so yeah, write it down, telephone Thursday. Now, here's the other thing I do, and, and you know this with me, and this is kind of annoying, but, but I believe in this. If you can, if you, if you can, if you, if you have to ask somebody whether you can have a call with them, then yes, have an email. But how many email exchanges do you really need to schedule a phone call or to get permission to schedule a phone mm. call? If it's somebody you work with a lot, just send them the Google invitation or the whatever, iCloud. Send them an invitation if you know that you want to have a call with them at that time. Now, if you guys are struggling to find a time and you don't do Telephone Thursday or similar, yeah, something like Tungle can be great. So what is Tungle? Tungle is a thing. Tungle does this. Um, what's the other one? Uh, I wrote it down here. I always forget the name of this other one. Um, Doodle. Uh, th there are things, there are all kinds of ways that you can say, hey, here's you know eight times that I'm available. Can you pick one? Some people, like, they never respond. So, you know, I'm not sure if that makes you much better off. The other thing that's neat that Tungle does, I have not put to great use, is Tungle lets you, and I think Google Calendar does this kind of now. Like, the, the, the use case that they intend this for, on Google anyway, is like if you're a nail salon or, or similar. And you can say, okay, here are my available appointment times. That's kind of cool. Tungle does the same thing. With Tungle, if you are a Telephone Thursday person, you can say, here's the six spots that I'm available for calls on Thursday, just go claim one and I'll get the, you know, I'll get, I, what I'm trying to get at with this is, I'm not saying you should over automate all of this stuff, but, but I am saying that minimizing the amount of unnecessary human contact for something you've both already agreed you want to do is just sensible. 
It doesn't, it doesn't make sense to have six emails about a phone call to my dear, dear friends whom I love, mm-hmm. who love their iPhones. Scheduling anything via SMS is, is murder. It's the worst. Because you go back and forth, and I, I still don't feel like, like when I texted you in groups the other day, did you both get that text from me? Uh, and then, yeah. Do the, does your response go to him? Yeah. Okay. All right. Cool. Well, that's okay. You could, you could make like a little shack on the internet and like have a conversation, but it just makes so much more sense to me. If you've got 10 people, use something like Tungle. If you've got one person, send them an invite. Now, a couple of things that drive me crazy personally in Google Calendar, it drives me crazy that I can't have it automatically be modifiable event by the other person. You have to go in and tick that yourself. I don't quite understand that error message about you know, uh, removing their modifications or whatever. But I think, you know, I think you should be able to propose those kinds of changes. It doesn't exist right now. But if I want to know how to do a thing with John Syracuse, I'm going to send him this and I'm going to say, here's when I want to do this. And yes, we'll talk about this on a different show maybe, or maybe on this one. I include an agenda. Like if I'm going to have a business call with somebody and we've been blotted to blotted to something, something, you could be damn sure that in that field for notes, you will have a reminder about what this call is about more than just call with so-and-so in the, in the you know, top line. You're going to have, I, this is me, and I really suggest this because I'm me, in that notes field, put both of your phone numbers, uh, both of your email addresses, if, if, if you're not you know, real tight. Uh, you know what I do? Sometimes I paste in the relevant parts of the email where we decided to do this. Because I know you don't believe this right this second, but you're not going to remember what that call's about. If you have a lot of phone calls, First of all, if you have a lot of phone calls, you're probably not being very efficient and you're certainly not doing a lot of this stuff. But especially if you have a lot of phone calls, do not count on your brain to remember what that is about. Write it down. And in my case, and I, I talk about this in my meetings talk, you know, when, when you send out that, this is the equivalent of an agenda. You're saying, hey, let's have a call Thursday at nine. Um, and then I'll put in there, like I say, part of the email or, you know, easy enough. I'll just say, here's four things I'd like to cover on this call, Right. What's, what's, your, uh, what's your budget and time frame for this? What kind of topics would you like me to, to potentially talk about? Um, you know, what, what problem would you like to solve or what kind of goal do you have and so on and so forth? Again, this all sounds like day one stuff, but when is the last time this happened? When is the last time you ran into somebody on the street and, and got a, a grown-up response that made it easy for you to answer? I don't think it happens enough. And I think a lot of businesses could heavily improve how they do this stuff just by adding these, these few very small things. And I think pretty much, I, I'm guessing Exchange does this. It might even be an Exchange standard. I don't know if it's ICS or whatever. But I think the whole invitation thing, I mean, that's pretty widely supported, right? I think so. Now, the thing that I'm bad about, among many things, is you know sometimes I accidentally barrage people with invitation stuff if I'm trying to reschedule something. And I feel bad. Sorry, Don. I, I feel bad when I do that to people. But, you know... At least you're getting email about a, a functional event on a calendar, right? You're not, you're not just getting email about like, uh, oh, is Jim still available at 2.30 and so on. Uh, quick addendum just to, to remind people of something we talked about a few episodes ago. If you are using a service like a Wayfind, and shame on you, Jared, for, for, for not sponsoring us. Uh, if it was something like a Wayfind, <laughs> if you have included people's email addresses in the participants' fields. Yeah, yeah this is something you showed me recently. Yeah, and I, I love it. So... Um, for example, we have our, our back to work program scheduled for 3 p.m. Eastern on Mondays. Um, you're in my special group on a way find anyway, where I get instant notifications of all email from you, which I really should change. Um, <laughs> you should, you really should. Now that I know that you must, <laughs> Can you tell what my hat says. 
This is an awesome hat, though. I'm kidding. You know I'm kidding. You, why can't you tell when I'm kidding, Dan? <laughs> no, you know I, what? Save it. Save it for the after dark. All right. Um, if anybody who you have a meeting with in the next, I think it's like, mine's like 36 hours. I don't know. But if you get an email from somebody, so you got, again, you and Jay Random Dude are going to have this thing scheduled. You scheduled it six months ago. You've completely forgotten about any of this stuff. If their email address is in, associated with that event with a Wayfind, if that person emails you, in this range before your meeting, you get an instant push on your iPhone. Now, why is this great? Well, first of all, if, they're, if, they're, if they are canceling or attempting to reschedule, you don't have to go check your email to find out about that. But second, I mean, you know, if you are working like an adult and you are trying to have functional phone calls about functional work, they may say, oh, by the way, for example, uh, I've added, I've added uh, Janice to the call, so she'll be joining us. Oh, okay, that's great to know. Now I know in that email. Oh, and by the way, Janice would like for you to list a couple of your favorite videos and podcasts ahead of time. Oh, great. Okay. Now I got to prep a little bit, but glad I know now rather than going, oh, I never got your email about that. Sorry. I'm the productivity guy and I'm confused. Right? This is, this is, um, uh, I was going to say compensatory muscles, but that's not right. This is just putting an infrastructure in place that's sensible. Putting stuff in the right place, getting it down and supporting your actual intentionalities is a good way to go. And uh, I got one more. You ready for this? It's a big one. You ready for this? I'm ready. So far, so good. This is a pretty good show, huh? Yeah, I love it. Okay. I want to talk more about Wolverine. Jean Grey. Mm. Mm -mm -mm. Hmm. She went to Rollins. You think Ayla Secura and her know each other? Think they maybe room together or something? I'll have to look that up. I wonder if they ever had pillow fights. Ayla would win. She's a Jedi, right? What does Jean do? Jean, what does she do? She, she flies and has, and has brain powers? Telekinesis, telepathy, to some degree. Hmm. Was the one like an angel? Is that his name? And, yep, there, there's a... I don't, don't know if he's really good or bad right now. Isn't, he kind, of, kind, of isn't he kind of the Aquaman of the X-Men? Like, you think they could find work for him? Oh, well, he used to be pretty cool. Then she would be good if you were at the ballpark and like, couldn't find your friend, but... Hmm. This is uh, something I have been uh, thinking about writing about or doing something with for a long time. It's a pilot program I've been doing for about a year with, with some friends of mine. And I would like to share it with you because I think this is where this stuff really starts to come together. Is this like a pyramid scheme, the way you're setting it up? It sounds like... Listen, Dan, I have tried pyramid schemes. I have tried MLM <laughs> and none of them work. They don't. What I'm talking about here is called network marketing. Okay. Have you ever met the Cash Duke? Cash is that Duke like Duke Atreides? Uh, <laughs> you guys should get with the Cash Duke. Put it in show notes. Um, Cash Duke. You ready? Yes. You ready? Yes. E6W. Typing it in. E6W.com. E6W stands for every six weeks. Every six weeks. Actually, there used to be a place in the Castro um, called e- every six weeks, you know, because that's, you know, uh, the generic like rule of thumb for how often to get a haircut. I do a thing called every six weeks. And here, here's, what, here's the basics of it. If there is somebody that you actually don't want to lose touch with and you're starting to work these ideas in a serious way, you put them into your every six weeks program. And here's how my every six weeks program works. Mine is not full right now, but if you were to really trick out E6W, here's how it works. You pick out six people that you never want to lose touch with, somebody that you love and someone where it really matters to you for whatever reason, professional, personal, whatever. Somebody you just don't want to lose touch with. And you know what you do? You have a repeating 
phone call set up with that person every six weeks. Okay? So standing call for me, like could be 9 a.m. on Thursday, whatever. Like I'm going to have a call with... I'm not going to say, Dan, he gets so mad. But with somebody. I'm going to have a call. Adam. No, he's awfully busy. He's working on the lobster farm now. Um, and you know what that does? That, that gives you a repeating event every six weeks to have a call with that person. Now, this is amazing. Because now, if you really do love that person, there is no excuse for you not to talk to them. Because it's already on your calendar. Now, I know what you're thinking. I'm very busy. I'm a serial entrepreneur. Okay, Cancel that one. Like if you can't do it, cancel it. But now you will at least talk to them in another six weeks. And, and, and again, now if you have seven of those in a row, I've had this happen with friends who are busy, I just cancel it. You know, I just say, oh, hey, let's not do this anymore because it's, you know, or make it however many weeks, right? These, these, are not, these are not rules. These are just suggestions here. But here's the neat part. E6W, what is the other part of the six? You pick six people to do, with, to do this with. And so once a week, you have a call with, with, with a different person, right? You talk to Alice this week, you talk to Bob next week, and so on and so forth. I don't know the rest of them. But, uh, and then six weeks from now, you got another call with Alice. And it's already on your calendar. You both know you're going to do it. And it's, it's been a really cool and interesting thing for me because it's helped me stay in touch with a few people. There are probably a million more people I should be doing this with. I do this, I have a standing lunch date with my friend Ben that's every six weeks. Every six weeks, don't be creepy. We go out and get sushi on a Friday. It's not, not this Friday and it's not here. But we, um, we do that. And so we never fall out of touch, right? We go and we have sushi every six weeks. Uh, there's a million ways you can use this. And if you pick six people or five people or however many, you know, you can make this, you can make this like E-N-X. <laughs> like every number time unit. Like whatever you want to do this with. It could just be one person, but try this. I swear it is so cool. Um, and I don't know. It's just nice to me to know that I'm, that I'm staying in touch with those people and now I don't have that overhead. Um, and six weeks is a really good amount of time to do that, right? Like I have a call with somebody every Tuesday right now that I probably don't need to have. I'm probably driving him crazy by having a call with him every week. We could probably do that every two or three weeks. But six weeks is a good amount of time. A lot of interesting stuff will happen in your life in six weeks. If you did it every six months, it wouldn't be enough. And weirdly enough, you'd probably blow it off if it was every six months. But six weeks for me is a nice amount of time. Um, so what do you think? Why do you pick six weeks as, as opposed to, you know, a little bit further out? Um, like personally? Yeah. I mean, is uh, there, when you say six weeks, is this something that you, you personally have found to be a a good number for you or do you, is there some right. deeper reasoning behind it? I'm really asking. No, I understand. Well, it's uh, first of all, I think uh, honestly it's because I thought it was catchy in my head. Like I don't have anything to sell here, but like in my head, the every six weeks haircut thing, that, that's like my standing repeating, you know, omni focus thing. Like I right. have to go uh, get my haircut today actually. Huh. I, I should cause it's getting weird. But um, six weeks, I think for me, and most of my friends, that's a pretty good amount of time. Right. Because, you know, if you did it every, like I say, I'm repeating myself, but if you did it every two weeks, that's kind of too much and not that much has happened. But like also with every six weeks, you can say to somebody, like maybe you're talking about life. You're talking about stuff. And, and you, you know like what that person is happy about and sad about and worried about and working on and thinking about. 
And that information is never older than six weeks. And like, aren't there people that you loved years ago that you kick yourself for not staying in touch with? And you have no clue what's happening in their life except yeah. for that nonsense they put on Facebook. Um, but it builds your relationship too because you are making a point of staying in touch. Um, and the six weeks part, I don't know why I like that amount of time, except that a month is a little too catchy. If we do it every month, like that's, a, you know what I mean? It sounds silly. It's like my old trick. And this is another trick from the meetings talk, but scheduling your meetings at like a weird time, like scheduling your meetings and everyone thinks this crazy, it's crazy, but me, but scheduling your, your meeting to start at 1137, you know, um, in a park near my house in Newport Ritchie, uh, the speed limit was, um, nine miles per hour. Why? It's basic, you know, cognitive psych. Nobody's going to notice 10 miles per hour. It's a, you know, it's, it's a multiple of five and people are just going to glance past it. They see, you know, nine miles per hour and it really catches them, right? They notice it. Now they're aware. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, totally. And it's that's something different. It, it makes them wake yeah. up a little. They pay a little bit more attention to it. And, you know, again, I, 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 you should pick whatever works for you. What I'm asking you to pick is... As you say, integrity or authenticity. If it matters to you to do this, do it. Phone calls don't cost anything. You don't have to, you don't have to, you're not Mandrake out there trying to put your quarters together, you know, out of the cook machine. Yeah. Keenan Wynn does not like that. You have, you have probably, I have so many rollover minutes that it's insane. It doesn't cost a lot to have a phone call. The only thing that it costs is the opportunity of, of what you're not doing while you're doing that. And, uh, which is and for all of these people that I keep in touch with, uh, beyond negligible. Oh my God, I'm so happy to talk to this one person every six weeks. Um, <clears throat> it shouldn't, it doesn't, you know, it, this, this is the other funny thing about phone calls though, Dan, is that we, I think we used to take phone calls so much more seriously when we had a landline and a big black phone attached to the wall. You know, my grandmother had a telephone uh, chair. Like a lot of people in my grandmother's age, they had like a little seat that they sat in when they talked on the phone. You know, they, they weren't walking around the grocery store annoying the crap out of me by talking on the phone. <laughs> they were sitting down like an adult and talking to somebody about life, right? And it cost money, so you had to get a lot jammed in. All I'm saying is here, in my case, like a 40-minute call every six weeks is not a bad way to go. And so to wrap, um, it gets to this bigger pattern though, which is taking good intentions and turning them into real-world intentionalities that are expressed as action, infrastructure, support, you know? Um, I'll go a little Merlin for half a second here. Like, you know, if you can't handle this, then, then that's something to really think about. You know, maybe you don't have friends. If you do have friends, it's worth doing this. And the reason I'm socializing it here, not like Canadian medicine, which I think has a you in it, uh, the, it has you and me in it. But the, uh, but the idea is socialize this with your friends. Like tell people about this and say, hey, look, you know, this is the thing we're doing. You know, and this is not a meme, so I don't want to kneel to write about this or something. But like, this just should be a thing. This should be a thing that people do to keep in touch with, with, with each other. Um, you know, you, you give me a hard time about, you know, the putting your briefcase in front of the door, which, which I learned about in Getting Things Done, which, which is a copyright of David Coe 2001. But, but I just like the idea of taking anything that you really care about and getting it out of your brain and putting it into, as he would say, an external system. Um, so yeah, you know, start small. How about this? How about don't worry about the six people part? How about you pick one person and you send them an invite today and say, can we have a call? And if the call goes great, have a second date. And say, you know what? I dig this. Do you think you'd want to do this again? Yeah. What do you think about uh, 
four, six, eight, 10, 16 weeks from now. Let's do it and get it on the calendar. If we need to cancel it, we'll cancel it. If we need to reschedule it, we'll reschedule it. But wow, wow, how great is that? Like now you have an exception, but your program is done. You know what I mean? You're not sitting around going like, I, I wonder if I will keep in touch with people who matter. Right. That was a mushy one. That was, was really, really a very sensitive guy. Oh my God. If I think if I, if anything, I care too much, Dan. I know I care too much about you. Hmm. You hear this? Little, hear this. What this is? Buddha. Giant. giant no, oh, I'm sorry. Here, let me show you. Give a comparison here. This is this. It's a big box of Kleenex because I just see her crying over you. Do you? Yeah. I worry about you, Dan. Are you all right? Need, need to lay to, down? Need to lay down. Okay. Want to button this up? Absolutely. Okay. I love you. Love you too, Merlin, man.